Hey there, thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. We are talking about the issues of loneliness, isolation, and how to overcome them with true friendship and community. For more information on these and other issues, check out Jack's website at jackeason.org. Now here's Jack. Well, thanks for once once again joining us for uh, the Jack Eason Podcast as we've been talking a lot over the last several weeks about this issue of loneliness uh, my special guest today, I'm so excited about our conversation uh, we're going to have is uh, Judith Smith. She is the assistant dean of the undergraduate program at Goldfarb School of Nursing, and I'm sure she does so much more than that because I've come across a lot of things about her online, so we'll find out about some of that. But uh, welcome, first of all. Tell us a little bit about um, what you do there at the School of Nursing, and I know you do much more than that. Uh, give us kind of the broad picture of what you are involved in. All right. Well, thank you, Jack. And um, I am the Assistant Dean at Goldfarb School of Nursing for the undergraduate program, and I've been in that role for about a year. And I'm primarily responsible for overseeing the, um, to, for ensuring that our curriculum is intact. We have, uh, we have upper division program and we have an accelerated program. And these students are all getting their bachelor's of science in nursing. So we have, we're a growing school and um, something we're very proud of is that we have our NCLEX scores. We're doing very well. The NCLEX is the uh, standardized test that the students take at the end of their program. And our most recent second quarter reports uh, were 96.77%. So wow. we're very proud of that. And it really is a testimony to our faculty. The faculty do a phenomenal job of educating our nursing students. That's great. That's great. And I, I know you have, of course, tons of experience and a wealth of wisdom in a lot of areas. What, what caught my attention about you at first was an article that you wrote about loneliness, which is obviously a subject near and dear to me as well. And, um, you know, my discovery uh, in the process of doing research where there are a couple of groups that seem to be, seem to be most affected by the epidemic of loneliness, which was around before COVID-19. A lot of people think uh, they're hearing about loneliness now and it's because of the uh, coronavirus, but no, loneliness has been an issue for a while. One of those groups of people is the 18 to 24 year old bracket, uh, but mm -hmm. the other is uh, is the elderly. And you've done a lot of research, I think, with, with the older adult population. What what have you discovered and what really was the catalyst for you investigating that in the first place? Is this a subject that you are intrigued by or near and dear to your heart as well for some reason? Yeah, that's a great question, Jack. So when I was working on my dissertation at St. Louis University, they encourage you to pick a topic that, is, that you're interested in because you're going to be living it and breathing it for a long time. And my background is in psych mental health, and I have a master's in gerontological nursing. And so I've always loved working with older adults. And in my clinical experience with the older adults on the psychiatric units, they were oftentimes anxious, depressed, lonely, scared. So that was sort of one of the catalysts. And also, I do have to put a plug in for my mom, who was always giving me articles to read, mm. that it really is a growing topic. Um, loneliness is just is a universal phenomenon. Like you said, it impacts different age groups. But because of my interest in older adults, that was really what I targeted. What what is it about uh, the older adults? I mean, I I have my own uh, answers to this question, but they may may or may not be right. What is it about the older population 
that uh, tends to lean them toward the potential of finding themselves lonely? So um, my dissertation, my research, I did a phenomenological qualitative study. And what that meant is that I um, really wanted to explore and understanding the meaning of loneliness in older adults. So I interviewed 12 older adults, eight women and four men, and really digging down to what is it that makes them feel lonely. So some of the themes that emerged from my study were that, and a lot of it is sort of common sense. You know, as we get older, we experience, we experience losses, losses of good friends, loss mm. of a partner or a spouse, loss of your health, loss of mobility, for example, loss of vision, loss of hearing. And interestingly enough, out of the four men that I interviewed, they were more focused on their self-identity and their self-worth as they were loss of their job, their mm -hmm. social, you know, their status in life. Um, because that generation, in that generation, not as many of the women were working. So that right. kind of makes sense that the men were feeling um, uh, marginalized because they had retired. Mm. So there are a lot of losses, I guess, to kind of sum up your question yeah. um, with the older adult population. What, what have you discovered for that age group seems to be uh, helpful? Uh, I have relatives that are in that age group, and I, I know that that's going to be a bridge I'm going to be crossing soon. And I'm trying to think, okay, what's, what's some things that I can be doing practically to help someone who finds himself uh, in that situation? What have you seen or, or, or experienced or research that you think is working? That's a great question. So as part of my study, you know, the aim, my aims, my, you know, the objectives of my research were, you know, to one, to really understand the meaning of loneliness in those older adults, and then also to explore those coping mechanisms. So in other words, what did those older adults feel that helped them in their feelings of loneliness? And some themes that emerged from that second aim was that the, the older adults felt better when they were busy, when they, were, when they felt needed. So, uh, for example, reaching out to a friend, visiting with uh, grandchildren, volunteering at the local YMCA. Um, those were some things. Some other things that helped the, the themes that were helpful. The, they felt um, pet therapy, so having a pet. And that's, that's pretty much well established in the mm. literature too, Jack, that right. uh, pet therapy is very beneficial. Um, so really in maintaining those connections among the you know, family and friends as much as possible. Wow, that's great. I, I, I did um, come across, you, you mentioned volunteering. I did come across that one, but pet therapy, I never really thought about, but now that you say it, it's like, uh, well, that's kind of should be an obvious one, uh, to, to us, but, um, uh, but maybe, maybe not so much, but what, um, as you're continuing to do your research, what's kind of the next chapter for you in this whole issue of loneliness? Well, as you mentioned, Jack, the whole COVID pandemic, um, obviously has been out of our control. But the emerging telehealth, which has already been in place, but it's just becoming more pronounced um, because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So, for example, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. So, for example, um, there's actually, you know, some of the 
well, the hospitals and the, the primary care pr providers are already doing virtual visits, you know, through telehealth. And so I think personally telehealth is here to stay. And that is definitely a venue that we can reach out and access the older adults who are lonely um, more readily. Because one of the things also that was a barrier to the older adults that I studied, their, uh, their ability, the transportation, lack of mm. transportation. So giving mm. up the car, which was another big loss, um, that that really impacted their ability to remain engaged with others. Wow. But that's yes. a great question about the, you know, what's next. So telehealth really, you know, virtual visits, um, teaching older adults how to use a computer or iPads, that type of thing. That, that is good. I, I know your research. Is there a story uh, that you could share maybe about one of the people? I, I know I'm just, I'm gl glancing. You have got so much. If you want to just Google Judith Smith and loneliness, you'll come up with pages and pages of Google answers uh, or Google uh, sites to, to visit. But uh, I know you had had a story of one uh, widow um, mm -hmm. that you uh, talked to who was talking about just how she felt with her uh, loneliness. Um, what, what are some of the stories really that intrigued you as you started thinking about this whole idea of loneliness? Yes. Um, well, so, um, a couple of my older adult women were widows and that, you know, that you're spot on Jack, because they, one of my, so one of my paradigm cases. So when I say paradigm, I mean that they, that is really, uh, an exemplar for, demonstrating what loneliness looks like, mm. how it's embodied in a person. And Audrey, now these were all given, all these people were given pseudonyms, so, you sure. know, as to protect their uh, privacy. But Audrey, who was one of my paradigm cases, she was actually, I was very struck by her because she was very close to her husband. They were married many years. And when he died, I'll never forget, she said, I feel like half of him, um, you know, half of me is empty. So physically, the loneliness is not just mental. It's, it takes physical toll on the person's body. They've done studies that it can um, increase blood pressure. It can lead to uh, depression, anxiety, suicide even. So it very, and it's actually, um, you know, the, as they do more physiological studies. Now, my study was qualitative, so I didn't really focus on the physical. But as they do more quantitative studies, they're finding that loneliness is indeed you know, de detrimental to mm. one's health. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I know. Uh, and the particular um, story that you're mentioning, if I'm remembering, because I, I, I have several tabs put up on things that I was reading about uh, uh, you and refreshing my uh, mind on, on things I had picked up just uh, on the issue of loneliness. Um, you know, things like uh, staying in touch with their kids, which again, during COVID, you know, you see you see the news where people are standing outside talking to relatives or trying to through the window on their cell phones because of just mm -hmm. social distancing and all that's going on right now. Um, and, and, and you mentioned too, um, I think, I think it was her, um, you know, reading the paper. Of course you mentioned volunteering. Uh, you, you mentioned she found comfort. I think if, if it's just the right story, I'm remembering she found comfort in her faith. Um, you know, I've, I've found uh, it's been interesting, just different people's perspective uh, along this journey of research. Uh, the the older folks, and, and maybe you can help me answer this question, the, the folks who are older and find themselves lonely, that tends to be what I hear at least as being more of a potential solution 
is finding solace in uh, in their faith or or you know uh, life after death or whatever. Uh, but then the younger ones, you don't mention that. I don't hear that as much as a potential solution. What are what are you seeing? Are you seeing? I know your your expertise is mainly uh, focused on the older folks, but uh, is that a true statement? I guess that it's only the older folks who start to mention that. And if so, what are we missing? If that is a potential solution for loneliness, why aren't the younger folks thinking about that? Yeah. Well, that's a great um, question, Jack, because I my focus really is on the older adults and that particular demographic. They, I would say that they the spirituality is very important for that group of uh, older adults or that, you know, that population because they just, that's a, just, it's a different generation and they mm-hmm. take a lot of um, faith in, um, in their prayer and attending whatever services. So it's not that they're necessarily religious, but they have that deep sense of spirituality that provides comfort. I haven't really studied the younger generation, so I would hate to make that statement. Um, you know, it might just depend on the particular person. Right, right. Yeah, makes sense. Makes sense. Hey, if you've uh, been uh, listening by audio today, we're talking to Judith Smith, and it's been a joy. If you uh, are watching by video, then you see who we're talking to. But if people want to get in touch with you to find out more about this issue of loneliness, how's the best way for them to reach out? Well, my they can certainly reach me at my email, which is jusmith at bjc.org. So J for Judy, U, and then Smith at BJC.org. That's probably the easiest way. Okay. Fantastic. Hey, thank you. I know we could spin. You, you've okay. got my, the wheels spinning. I could keep talking about this uh, for many, many hours, but I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for your research okay. and what you are doing with this issue because, uh, I, unfortunately, I think it's, it's an issue that we're going to be dealing with for a long, long time, and it's great to have people like you on the front lines trying to come up with uh, some solutions. So thank you very much. Thank you so much, Jack. And I think you, I, are you writing a book as well? Yeah, it actually comes out uh, in a couple of weeks. And yes. uh, just, just uh, the initial premise uh, was um, trying to uh, just, uh, the, the, the thing I was going to write about was we're better together, we're stronger together. And then the publisher said, are we together? Uh, and if we're not together, why not? And when I started researching, I started seeing all this thing, all these things about loneliness. And uh, mm-hmm. she said, maybe, maybe we've got to cross that hurdle before we actually can be together. Uh, because as you know, you can be in a crowded room and still be lonely. Um, Absolutely. So uh, that's just kind of the first step. Well, good. I look forward to reading it when it comes out. Yeah, I will get you a copy for sure. Oh, that'd be wonderful. Awesome. Thank you, Judith. I appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Jack. All nice right. talking with right. you. You too. Take uh-huh. care. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Jack Eason Podcast. Be sure to check out the website for blogs, videos, and more help on the issues of loneliness, friendship, and community. To get updates on the release of Jack's new book from Revell Publishing, sign up for an email alert at jackeason.org.